Welcome to the Ross Road Connect podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Craig. And we are your hosts as we talk all things church, life, theology, faith, and beyond. Welcome to the Ross Road Connect podcast. I am your host, Holly, and I am here with my co-host, Craig Thiessen. How are you today, Which Craig? Which co-host is with you today, Holly? You are. <laughs> <laughs> but Graham's here, too. Yeah, and well, he I was, was going to get to that. He was your previous co-host, so oh, I just want to know so right. which co-host you like co-hosting with better. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot yeah, and make me answer that? Yeah. Well, you know... I'll just say, I'll let me answer for you. Okay, good, yeah. It's me. <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. a good question. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, Now, this I is have Graham. a question. Uh, this has always kind of, like, made me wonder when I've listened to the podcast. You often say host and then co-host. Oh. It's a power, it's a power grab, really. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if there's, are you both co-hosts? Or is it, how H- does that? Holly's the host. I'm just the co-host. Oh. It depends on, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, we can run with that. That sounds great to me. But I think, you know, we alternate back and forth. But You're um, not just both co-hosts. You're saying you alternate hosting. I think that we both are the co-host, but I'm not going to say I'm your co-host. That just sounds Well, silly. I might be wrong. Like, don't, I'm not <laughs> suggesting that I'm right. We, I just, I've always wondered about that. We will never use that language again. Like, we'll find another <laughs> way to say it so that the Like, you won't say be, host, co-host. No. It's just like, hey, I'm Craig. Like, you'll say that's it. you're master of ceremonies <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, we, we good. to give you the glimpse behind the scenes, neither of us really like being the one to start the episode. That's true. Right. <laughs> so we just, we alternate so that we yeah. don't have to do it all the time. All right. Okay. So you gotta I'm, find that, I'm in. I'm got to find that yeah. first thing to talk about, which... Yeah. That's true. It's got to be good, right? Like, it does got to be good. So, so the first thing that we have talked about was this. <laughs> yes. And now I'm wondering yeah. if, if it was good. <laughs> we're, <laughs> or, or we're just going to delete all of Yeah, we're setting up our listeners for failure yeah. right now. Uh, Graham, you should introduce yourself, and That's then I have true. a very important question to ask you that will, okay. be, will be the official starting topic. Nice. I like it. Uh, and, and like, how far back do you want me to go? Just my name? Or like... Tell us why you're on this podcast. Well, uh, I'm a staff member. Yes. I assume that is a big reason why. Uh, you have been also teasing my presence for a long time. True. Uh, I am on the staff. I was originally joined as uh, the AV tech, uh, which just kind of means I help with, like, sound stuff. And then I coordinate the volunteers for the audiovisual uh, on Sundays. Uh, ironically... I'm not convinced that the sound will be very good on this podcast. <laughs> uh, we're doing a new setup. And also, ironically, the last one when I was hosting with Holly uh, was not good. And that was all me. So I don't know why you guys hired me. Uh, I'm really not good at my job. So, And then this past winter, uh, Sandy needed some help in the office with the uh, admin uh, assistant position. And I said, hey, I'll fill in. Uh, Normally I do uh, lawn and garden maintenance. I have a business with my wife. And uh, it was kind of quiet. But I will be leaving that in a few weeks. And hopefully... Leaving the office to do lawn stuff again. Yeah. But I'll still kind of be helping out with sound uh, and stuff like that. So Uh, when when you guys hired me, what I imagine the scenario that went through your minds was we have several problems that we need to fix. And one of them is... We, we need help recording sound. Uh, the other was our mediums, our meetings, sorry, are boring. <laughs> and the third one True. was we are dangerously efficient. Yeah. Our productivity yeah. levels are too high. <laughs> 
So how do we solve that? And you assumed you were going to hire three people, and then you got me. And I helped with sound. I made your meetings way more fun. And I have brought the efficiency level way down. So you're welcome. It is greatly appreciated. It is. It also took a long time to set up for this meeting. <laughs> it did. I, you're welcome. Oh, man. Uh, so yeah. I want to know... Um, Holly and I talked about you last week because yes. you talked about me right, yeah. when I wasn't there. Yeah, that was fun. So how did you think about our knowledge of all things landscaping? Right. Well, uh, like, like, and I'm not being mean. No, you can but, be. But, like, you didn't say a whole lot about landscaping. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if that truly was your knowledge yeah. of everything, then it's very little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the point, yeah. Exactly. I've mowed the lawn a couple of times in my day. <laughs> Back when I lived in a house, yeah. And to be honest, that, um, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there's a science to what I do. Because what I do, like, I call it landscaping, but it's lawn and garden maintenance. Yeah. And I focus on the lawn part. Yeah. So, like, really, you talked about straight lines. Mm. To be honest, that's 90% of lawn care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so while it sounded like I was making fun of you, actually, I'm actually just confirming. You did talk about all there is to know. Um, When I was, I started mowing lawns for my, we lived on an acreage when I was a kid, and I was put on the ride-on mower. And I remember being very small. And only as an adult did I do the math to figure out how old I was. Because uh, we moved to a bunch of houses, and I'm like, okay, I remember cutting the lawn at this house. I would have been in grade two oh boy. on a ride-on mower. Wow. I remember my parents had a metal socket set, so uh, a bunch of sockets in a metal case. And they had to put that behind yeah. me on the seat the weight because it was a weight sensor. And I would go over the bumps, and then my little body uh, would come off, and the mower would shut off. So they gave me this thing. But I would have been grade two. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I used to... So when I would cut a big square uh, on the acreage, I would just like start and then just go in a circle like and just keep going till I was done. <laughs> so my very first job uh, as uh, working for a person doing lawn care, I did this boulevard. It was a good sized boulevard and it was like basically a rectangle. It was a little kind of bigger at one end than the other. And I did it kind of like I cut my lawn at my house. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, you, you, you did really good. You didn't leave any Mohawks. You know, that's the way you like, you know, yeah. you know what Mohawk is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but he's like, ah. And then, like, we were both standing at it, looking at it. And I'm like, I knew exactly what he was going to say. He's like, the lines aren't very straight. <laughs> like, I went around, uh, a, like, a parking a pole, uh-huh. you know, with a parking sign. And which you have to, you can't go through it. But my next round, I also followed that curve. So it was like this rippled curve around this pole. And uh, and I didn't do it well. Uh, So anyway, that uh, he just had to say it once. And um, anyway, I did want to say that there are a lot of life metaphors with with lawn care okay. and landscaping oh. that I learn. And you know, like there's like garden metaphors where you gotta of pull course. weeds out mm. to let new flowers grow. That's and beautiful. you know, like that's like a good thing for life. Yeah. And I think about lines, the way to make the straightest line is to look up and look ahead. Mm. Oh, I love where this is going. Yeah. Mm. Preach it. Preach yeah, it. Yeah, come on. yeah. You pick the far, farthest distance ahead and you keep your eyes locked on that. Hopefully there's no, you know, babies or chipmunks in front of you <laughs> and because you're not really like or you can look down quickly oh, but you got to keep your eyes focused yeah. on Graham's that peripheral thing. vision is not very good 
And if you look down at what you're doing, if you look right in front of your mower, you will have very crooked lines. So, yeah, great uh, wow. metaphor for life. Look at that. Let's end that right can, there. Yeah, that could be applied to a lot of things, too. Yeah. In snowboarding, too. you got yep. you got to look up. You can't yep. look down. got to look ahead of you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you when you're riding a motorcycle yeah. and you're going into your turn, you have to look to where you're going when That's you're turning. Right. You can't look at your front wheel. You'll fall. Wow. So Amen. great metaphors for like, yeah. how did God know all this? You know, <laughs> he just handed he, he just that like, to us on yeah. a platter. He's like, yeah. here you go, you dummies. Yeah. <laughs> this is nice and simple for you guys to figure out. Leave the wow. complicated stuff to me. Yeah. <laughs> My first experience cutting grass was on the farm and it was just farm like fields. So it didn't have to be nice. And we had this old Kubota tractor mm. that had the attachment on the back. Yes. And when you put the attachment on the back, it weighed it down so much that when you hit the gas, <laughs> you would easily do a wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> and so me and Jeff Teeson, we hung out all the time. And that's what we wanted to do every time he came over was to go drive the little tractor with the lawnmower on the back. Yeah. And Abe Redekop, who attends our church now was the farm mechanic. And every time he saw us doing it, he would be like, hey, you guys stop that. You cut it out. <laughs> well, I imagine it was damaging. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the, yeah. yeah. the mower now acts as like a wheelie bar, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. probably great for you because you're not actually worried about flipping the tractor. Yeah. Yeah, but I do remember one time very specifically where the mower was up as high as it could go, and I went for the wheelie, oh, and I, no. le I legitimately thought I was going over backwards. <laughs> Uh, did Dave see that? No, he didn't see that. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Come on, Holly, you can't tell me that doesn't sound like fun. I can confidently tell you, I am very happy with my life, never having experienced that. <laughs> Wheeling a tractor isn't uh, yeah. on your top ten. Surprisingly, no. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know if that's time. a gender thing or personality thing, but yeah. I'm I'm with yeah. Greg. Yeah. yeah, it was wow. great. Well, you know what? Next time, um, you know, I have nothing to contribute to a landscaping conversation. So next time, you guys have to talk about, like, metal or something when I'm not there. You're like talking music. metal, oh, like music. iron, like, uh, copper, steel, aluminum. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. We could go on, Holly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, man. Aluminum. <laughs> Let me list all the metals I know. Yeah. <laughs> Alloy material. Yeah. Composite. I don't know. That sounds like a thing. That was a lot, honestly. That's kind of impressive. Graphite. Is that a metal? Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. So. Yeah. I just got outed out of my own conversation again. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Now, I have another important matter that we need to discuss. If we're done landscaping. Are yeah, we we're done good. We, okay. yeah. Again, we you covered most of it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, the, the thing these days, of course, is Wordle. Of course. Wordle. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, the question always is, have you done your Wordle today? And, you know, how many group chats are you in where people yeah. are posting their Wordles? <laughs> so, so some of us on staff have started one. Yeah. Uh, Courtney and Bobby and Holly and I. And you were in it. And I, then you left. I right was away. invited. Did Graham make the chat? And he then might no, no, no. It was, it was Bobby. I okay. think made it. Okay. And yeah. then there was three posts in, like, the matter of 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you guys. Yeah. But like, and I much. love, I'm a very competitive person. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's actually part of the reason is I'm so competitive. Yeah. And you were all smarter than me. And uh, everyone's like, I did it in three. And like, Bobby consistently does it in oh, two, Bobby which I don't even think is real. Yeah. Like, like, I believe him. But like, but not really. That doesn't, that feels more like luck than skill, that's I'll be true, honest. That's true, yeah. Uh, you gotta get a really good starting word. But, yeah. but yeah. if you're gonna say luck than skill, I have to say, you're the only person I know who's ever got it in one. Okay, that's, that's true. true. That is true. Yeah. And so, that, but that was 
skill. <laughs> of course it was. And the, ir- the irony was, the hilarious thing about this is that the word was Holly's least favorite okay, word. Well, you know what? I, I think it's the world's least favorite word. It's not even, I don't know when this happened. People assumed that I hate this word. You do. It's not my least favorite word. You Do you not know me? My least favorite word in the world is fruit. Yes. I think Which that I don't is understand. the worst Someone said that to me, like, ever. no, her least favorite is fruit. And I'm like, yeah. I don't. That makes Just no like sense to me. The sound of like the F and the R next to each other with like the U. I don't know what it is. What every time I say the word, I am like cringing my whole body. What about the word frugal? For some reason, that's not as bad. Okay, so it's just fruit. So, but the oh, yeah. word in question here is the word moist, which a lot of people don't like. Yeah, yeah. that's, a, when that's you, like a top three of everybody. When that's you say true. moist fruit to Holly, she oh. basically falls on the yeah, floor. Yeah, that's no good. Like yeah. she collapses when you say that. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> oh. Well, I'll tell you, my my wordle experience is that I generally have the same word that I start with. Yeah. Which, ironically is audio. And it's yes. not because I'm a sound guy, it's because it has lots of vowels. a lot of vowels. Right. Yeah. So I always start with audio. And then my wife, she, she like always picks a different one. And she got a Wordle like before, the day before, uh, that uh, in like three. And I'm like, wow, how'd you do that? And I'm like, do you always pick different words? She's like, yeah. So I, this is, it's like, the, you don't have to believe me and I don't expect other <laughs> yeah. people to. But let me just tell you honestly what my experience is and you can choose whether to believe it or not. But I woke up in the morning like, you know what? I'm gonna try a different word than audio. And I was just trying to, like, I do think of the Wheel of Fortune, like, R-S-T, L-N-E kind of thing. And uh, so I'm like, okay, like, what's got S and T, you know, you know. And then the word moist popped in my head. It's not a commonly used word in my vernacular. Uh, And it just popped in my head. And, you know, and I said to myself, okay, I'm going to use this word because, like, I don't care. You know, it's my first word. But I thought it could be it. (laughs) Like, I literally (laughs) thought, like, I didn't think it was. But, like, I thought... Yeah, it's the type of word that's in Wordle. And I typed it in. And this is before, again, I saw any group chats or, like, I was unspoiled at this point. And it all went green. And I tell you, that was the greatest feeling in the world. What a rush. Um, I I (laughs) am a man, and I don't know if you guys know this, and we we can save this story for another day, but I've won a car. You've won a car? I've won a car. Wow. That... Almost equals <laughs> the feeling I got from getting Wordle in one. Wow. Seeing, because you know how they, the little animation yeah, yeah. of them flipping over and it's oh, like yeah. green, green, green. And you're it's and like, you're like the lottery. And like once yeah. you get like M O I, like you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. like no you don't even, else. I don't yeah. even, I can close my eyes and I know what's happening here. Yeah. And it just felt great. Yeah. So, yes, 95% uh, luck. I, I freely admit that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there was like a tiny bit of skill. Sure. Yeah. But, but a that's very small thinking. amount. Very yeah. small amount. Anyway, it's a great feeling. Never happen again. I genuinely hope it happens to you guys because I, I think so, everyone yeah. should have this yeah, moment. Yeah. Right? I don't think it will. I don't think you're well, as yeah. lucky as I am. <laughs> so um, I apologize for that. But. So are we just going to breeze by the fact that you won a car? I, I think we should. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, well, I thought you could save that story. but Well, hold on just a second. Sure. Like, I just want to say, like, Wordle is brilliant. Yes. That's true. Oh, yes. Like, you're a oh, yeah. marketing guy. Like, yeah. the way that they did this, like, once a day, and yeah. with this graphic that, and like, you don't know what it means until you, like, do until it. Until you do it, And then yeah. once you know, you're, like, you, you mean can evaluate. You the graphic, like, when you share it, and yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, emoji yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. 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 the squares, yeah, yeah. and the, yeah. the green and the yellow, and the, like, that. that's all, like, genius. Yeah. Right? 
And so it's just, it's kind of fun. So I would say that Bobby is probably our, our best Wordle player. Right. Better but, than Courtney. But Courtney's like right there too. Yeah. Like both close. of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I'm, like, lucky if I tie them kind of thing. Yeah. I've given myself yeah. a handicap, so if I'm one behind them, I call it a tie. I think we're, like, usually kind of on the same level. I think so, yeah. Like, it's usually around, like, a three or four. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The, uh, the, last, the last week, I've been getting six consistently. Yeah. So it hasn't been a good week. Has, <laughs> besides your very first one. Yeah. Because that one doesn't count because you're still oh, figuring out I, the game. I did it so wrong my first time. <laughs> um, but have you ever not got it? No. no. I have a perfect streak. Yeah, uh, I and, and Craig, I've yeah. always got it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I oh I haven't done mine yet today, but uh, I was gonna see if I could see my stats. Mm. Uh, I think because I'm gonna think I'm a, I'm an average four, like yeah. my little bar yeah, is yeah. four, yeah. but and I think the next one's five. Actually, I'm a four or fiver. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> you've done marketing though in yes. some pretty cool places. Uh, at least one that I know. Yeah, of. One, <laughs> one cool place. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, well, before I uh, started our own business, uh, my own business, or Laura and I started a business together. <laughs> Try and say that right. Uh, I did uh, marketing at a Harley-Davidson dealership in Chilliwack. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And, um, yeah, uh, it's a tiny one, but actually uh, it, it won Har uh, Dealership of the Year before oh. I started working there. <laughs> so let, me, let me clarify. <laughs> Then they plummeted out. Yeah, of that. yeah. it's all downhill from there. But like they've they've done the uh, and actually like <laughs> once I left <laughs> for COVID reasons, uh, like my job was mostly events. So then when COVID hit, they're like, uh, we we canceled all our events. We don't need you. <laughs> yeah. And then the motorcycle industry just took off because no one else they had everyone had this extra money that they weren't spending on vacations, True. and they all bought motorcycles. Uh, and then they were like the number one selling dealership in Canada. Whoa. So that dealership did very well when I wasn't working there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was super fun uh, because it was marketing like, uh, you know, like uh, website stuff and cr uh, creating like graphics and making a sale. And we'd have a quarterly sale or, or you know, sales slash event, like be an open house or something. But a lot of events so we'd, we'd make like motorcycle rides and I would have pancake breakfasts and I had these themed pancake breakfasts that I would do yeah. like with Nutella one month and like s fresh berries from man farms another month. And uh, it was very fun. Nice. So and, and it felt cool because, you know, it's Harley Davidson, I guess. So yeah. they're nice. the king of marketers. Yeah. Anyway. True. Yeah. <clears throat> so this leads me to the most serious question that I have prepared, maybe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that I think we appreciate about you is you think very strategically and kind of outside the box a little bit. Like right. lots of times you've been like, well, hold on a second. Like, what about <laughs> this? Right. Which is why our meetings go so long when, yeah, you know, right. when you're there. Um, but, but it's good. So I want to know where that comes from. Where is that kind of thinking? How did that develop in you? Um, and Craig's being very generous, by the way. I'm super annoying. <laughs> Like, I'm self-aware. I get it. Like, they're just trying to make, like, a simple decision. And I'm like, well, wait a second. We, we, can be, I, I'm, sometimes I'm annoyed by it. Like, so I'm I, for it. I think it's great. Well, yeah. I won't deny that that's happened sometimes on decisions that are too small to yeah, no, really think about. Yeah. But lots of times on bigger decisions, oh, yeah. sure. it's been really helpful. It has been. Um, well, I think... Um, I mean, part of it's probably personality, just like things that trigger me, like because of whatever, who I am or my upbringing. I don't really know. 
I haven't really got that far with the counselor yet, but uh, <laughs> but but there's probably that, and part of it I think is uh, marketing. Uh, a lot of my marketing knowledge has come from a man named Seth Godin, who's talks about marketing and leadership and just lots of different things, and he's kind of in that world is like he's the king, he's the best, um, but very humble and and just more about making people and situations better. Um, and the part of marketing that I focus on is the, I don't know if you want to call it the psychology, but it's like the idea that humans do things for reasons and often irrational reasons. (laughs) (laughs) And there's often barriers between somebody knowing what they should do and doing it. And they're just, but we know those things. They're human nature things. They don't make sense, but usually we can say, no, someone's not going to click on this thing or somebody's not going to do this for this reason. Uh, So we just have to think about that and thinking about the user experience um, and what's preventing someone from making a decision. So one of, I've never talked about this, but one of my biggest kind of user experience uh, annoyances is Chevron gas pumps. I know you didn't expect me to say this. Nothing you say at this point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. A Chevron gas pump, specifically. I don't know if it's every Chevron, but I've... Are we going to get sued by Chevron? No, no. Well, okay. Well, okay. Chevron loves to listen to this yeah, podcast. They probably do. Yeah. They have ears everywhere. Yeah. They're like dutifully like scrubbing yeah. the audio podcast coming out of this church. Yeah. They say anything bad about us. So when you look at a gas pump, there's the... And I don't even know, because I don't typically go to Chevron, but there's like the super gas, yep. like the 94 or whatever. Oh, and then there's like yes. the regular silver and bronze. I mean, they don't call it the shell, but the 91. They trick you. They trick you. Yeah. Not on purpose. They're no, just. On purpose. You think it's on, I purpose? Think it's on purpose? Okay. I, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt and just saying they're lazy. But it's one way. So if you fill up gas and you get regular, like a normal person, mm. unless you have a BMW, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you drive an old car like me, you're getting regular. And your muscle memory is to hit the one on the right or whatever. On the other side of that gas pump, it's a different order. Yeah. So if you imagine, uh, if you're looking at the gas pump and you look at like 90 or 89 or whatever, 87 on the right. So what are these gas prices? Have you seen the prices lately? Oh, no. This is the uh, octane level. The octane level. <gasps> yeah. Oh, like yeah. Like you see like. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're driving the te- Corey's Tesla now. That's right. right. You're, you're, yeah, you're, just, you're not worried about yeah. this anymore. <laughs> But if you drew a line straight through it, that's where the 87 is on the other side. Okay. So what I imagine is the internals is that there's this like, I don't know, thing. (laughs) And they're like, okay, we just put this bar and then one's going this way and one's going that way. But what that means is on one side, it's on the right. And on the other side, it's on the left. And most gas gas pumps aren't like this. They're like... Always on the left, always on the right, or whatever. So one day I was filling up, and I'm like, man, this gas is expensive. This was years ago. I mean, gas was still expensive years ago, but still. I'm like, this is going out like way more than I expected. And I look down, I'm filling up with 94, mm-hmm. which is way more money. And I'm going, what? What? How did I do that? Like, I'm not a dummy. Like, what's going on? And then I'm like, and I realized, and I looked at the other side of the gas pump, and I'm like, oh. And I don't, I don't know if they tricked me into filling up with 94. If they were tricking me, it worked. Uh, and I don't know if they were being lazy. But, like, how could you not think about that? 
Like that's dumb, right? Uh, speaking of gas pumps, the co-op, the otter co-op, it's not less relevant now. But for a, for many years, uh, when you tapped, you had a hun- most people had a hundred dollar limit. Um, it's gone up now. Most people have 150, but for many years it was 100. So they put these new pumps in, and they had a tap feature. It was phenomenal. But they put the pre, you know, do you want to pay $20 or $60? And it was $60 or 150. It jumped up. <laughs> and I have an SUV that takes about $75. And I'm like, ugh, I don't want to hit 100. And then it like, you know, like it goes over. Like yeah. I like. Like, or no, if I hit 100 or 150, I'm sorry, I have to like put my password in. Like, I just want to tap. I don't want to hit 60 and not fill it all the way up. The thing is, it's all digital. And there was more spaces for them to fill up. How hard was it for somebody to say, you know what, let's put 100 in there or 99 or whatever (laughs) so that when people tap, they can use their maximum tap and it opens up the wide range of tap users. And I emailed the manager and they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't say anything and I emailed them again and they're like it's not broken and they got like really defensive oh, it was super man. weird uh, and I, now it doesn't matter because everyone's is like 150 or whatever but like it's like these sort of things that I think about where like mm-hmm. why do we have to make it unnecessarily hard on people mm-hmm. why what and what's the thing preventing from doing people doing something uh, to take an action that we want them to take mm-hmm. And so that's often what I think about. Um, we were talking about adding links. Uh, well, I don't want to say too much, but making th- things more digital in our online service or our, in our in-person service. And I just like, it's like, I just want to stop and think about humans. I know what we want is a certain thing. And there is a logical way that we think we can get there. But then you have to enter in humans. Hmm. And humans are dumb Humans are irrational. <laughs> I take know, away whatever, from this podcast. Whatever you yeah. want to say. We are. And, and, but like, if we can plan for that. Anyway, have I said too much? <laughs> no, no. I thought, back to Chevron, I sure. thought you were going to say, oh. there's one gas station that orders them differently than all the other gas oh. stations. And that's what I find. Tr- they're trying to trick you. Oh. By putting the, the expensive one on the left instead of the oh. least. Now, are you sure it's that and I'm not, not what I'm saying? No, I'm not sure. Now I'm going to have to now, check. Like, now I'm going to have to look. Take a look at it yeah. and walk to the other side yeah. of the same pump. I bet you it's yeah. correct on the other that, side. That probably makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I've been to multiple Chevron gas stations over the years. I, I didn't like <laughs> You're conducting go an on experiment. a pr- yeah. pil- pilgrimage and be like, oh, I'm determined to figure this out. <laughs> I would have put it past you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like something I would do. I'm driving around all afternoon <laughs> looking for this now. <laughs> No, but but what you're saying is giving us, like, when we talk about being a welcoming church, this is what you're talking sure. about, right? Yes. Like, yeah. people are coming, and they're coming with this in their minds, yeah. so how do we help them to take a next step, step in what? discipleship or even just community or getting involved, yeah. right? People, especially, say, say somebody who's walking into church for the first time, what are their fears? Yeah. Yeah, sure. They're maybe looking for community, and they want to find Jesus. Like, there's all those things that we hope yeah. <laughs> they're looking for as staff and pastors but probably they're like oh, where am i gonna like i don't know where my kids go mm. or how do they do communion here mm-hmm. i've been to churches where it's every week i've been to churches where it's once a month i've been to churches where they immediately like when i was a kid i grew up with the pastor uh just like as soon as you get it you down it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or chew it or whatever yeah. and then i was at a church where it was handing it out i downed it <laughs> 
<laughs> and my buddy is behind me, he taps on my shoulder, and he's like, you're supposed to hold on. <laughs> and then I look around, and everyone's like holding, and then, yeah. then the pastor says, okay, and now everyone's doing it at the same time. I'm like, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's like, it's like dumb things. That's a dumb thing to be concerned about, mm. but it's like a legitimate fear that people oh, have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... If they're entering in and they have children, what are the fears that they have? If they enter in and they're elderly or or have physical limitations, what are the fears that they have? Mm-hmm. Um, if they're without a spouse uh, or they're single, uh, what are the fears they have? And uh, planning for that, uh, setting up our lobby, having visual triggers. Um, it, I mean, it goes. We've talked about this: the curse of knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, where the curse. Of, oh, you actually, I think you talked about it on the podcast. Was it last week or you talked about it, it was recently? In a sermon. Oh, it was a sermon. Okay. Yeah. Well, if everyone's listening to the sermon podcast, they would have heard it. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's this idea that, like, as, say, staff members, for example, we know everything about this church. We know where everything is. We kind of know the systems. And then there, then there's, like, say, people walking in the front door. They don't know everything we know. And we, like, try and dumb it down a little bit and, like, talk at, like, say we know a 10, but we'll talk at a 7 or 8. Well, most people at, like, are 2 or 3. And that... I know I'm joking about people being dumb. That doesn't mean that person's dumb. It just doesn't mean they know what we know. Mm-hmm. And um, so we need to really look at it through that lens. And that can be very difficult sometimes because it's hard to reject what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but it's important because if we want people to come and feel welcome, to feel safe, to feel uh, like, hey, they made it easy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus I had to ask someone. I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know where to go. And you said in a sermon the other day that people make decisions whether they're going to keep going to a church within five minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which in my mind is slightly generous, you know. Like, you might have someone that makes a decision that they probably won't come back mm-hmm. within, like, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're like, okay, I'm just going to test out my theory. I'll give it a few more minutes. Yeah. But there are some major, maybe not decisions, but impressions that are made mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. So, anyway. Yep. I like it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting and and important to think about. So this is why our connect people are so important in the front door. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. And we got like uh, <clears throat> Barry is kind of the the head of that connect ministry of mm-hmm. uh, the ushers, and uh, and he seems to have a really good heart. Mm-hmm. He's got a good presence. Yeah, he does. He's not intimidating. He's yeah. just, you know. Um, so so we do have good people there, uh, and but there's always room for improvement in any mm-hmm. thing. Um, and we just want to always be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What else do we want to know about Graham, Holly? Well, I mean, personally, I would love to know, and I mean, for our listeners, too, like, you know, what got you uh, or what helped you make the decision that you wanted to start doing youth leading at Ross Road? So um, I, we, I answered this question a little while ago. Uh, we were filming a little promotional video eating hot chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> and I went home and I'm like, hmm. That was the wrong answer. I What I answered was why I became a youth leader at Ross Road. Mm-hmm. But what I missed the opportunity to talk about is why I want to be a youth leader. Totally. Because I was a youth leader before Ross Road. Yeah. So if I could take that opportunity and answer yeah, that question. Yeah, go for it. Um, the, I became a youth leader. Like, so when I say youth leader, I mean like it was like I was a youth pastor. Right. But like without the pastor title. <laughs> I didn't go to school. It's like I was in charge of everything. Yeah. Um, and in a church in Richmond, and I was probably 22 or something. And um, 
And so that was my first experience. And then I've done it for many years since then. Uh, but actually, I had moved from Edmonton. Uh, I met a girl. I followed her to Richmond. <laughs> she knew I was coming. It, was it Laura? <laughs> it was Laura. Nice. It was my current wife, uh, nearly 20 years. Nice. Uh, and um, I was talking with the pastor, and because they were transitioning between youth leaders, or they, one was just leaving. And I was like, you know, you, what you need, your, your youth group needs to be like this. And of course, <laughs> I had opinions, right? <laughs> And I said, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. But I said, but don't ask me to do it. <laughs> sure enough, three weeks later, she's like, I know you said that, but like, will you? And I'm like, yeah. I meant I won't do it. But yeah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so I, my, even going back a little farther, I started going to youth group in like grade 10. Uh, didn't really have much church or youth group experience. I started going in 10. Uh, I had a very uh, intense uh, high school experience just with life. And youth group was a big part of my development as a person. Um, and the people, the friends that I made, and even adults, like say parents of my children, or uh, my children, parents of my friends had a big impact on creating who I was. Um, so I don't know, uh, if I, it was like an idea of like giving back. Um, but it was like the idea of like, I want someone else to have the experience that I did. Um, the stepping stone of youth group to church, um, the stepping stone of, of good peers, um, the stepping stone of like having parents that kind of cared about you, uh, even though they, you weren't their child. Um, so just wanting to create that experience for someone else. So that's what got me into, and, and I'm a fun guy. Like, <laughs> I like doing no. fun things. <laughs> I like uh, doing crazy things. And this is like a perfect uh, excuse to do wild and crazy things. Um, and But I didn't really have, we drove a lot of places. We didn't have a gym. Um, so I was always trying to get parents to, like, help. And then it was a smaller church. We had about 15 or 20 kids in the youth group. But there wasn't a lot of other people to access for leadership. Um, so sometimes I get friends to help. Sometimes I get parents to drive. But I was, it felt like I was always looking for help. And so um, uh, fast forward to Ross Road where, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm on staff. I'm getting to know Holly. Uh, and I think she's doing great work. Uh, and, and I'm like, you know what? I want to be, for Holly, somebody that I never had. And I said to Holly, like, hey, I'll, I'll help you out. Anything you need, like, just say it. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then, like, I show up for the first event. There's, like, 35 youth leaders. <laughs> There's a lot, yeah. I mean, I'm joking. There's a lot of youth leaders. Yeah. Like, more than, like, is needed. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wait, like, I'm in a small group of, like, say, six kids, and there's three leaders. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And I'm going, oh, what? Like, I'm almost yeah. slightly mad at, like, how many, how much help you have. Um, so, you know, and then it was kind of like, well, I'm here now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and I wasn't helping just to help Holly. But honestly, yeah. that was a big part was, hey, I'm good at this. I got time. Totally. Um, and I want to be a blessing to Holly. Um, now I, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not a blessing to you, but I don't think I'm <laughs> providing, uh, as much help to you as I thought I was going to be. Um, but I've taken on, like now I'm the old guy, right? That's mm -hmm. weird. 
so I've kind of taken on more old guy roles. And, and also, uh, where I didn't have small groups in my youth uh, group, but you do, it's allowed me to uh, be to focus on the small group a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So it totally changed what I thought it was going to be, right. um, but I love it. And Holly, you have done, and um, like, you've got such a great program. Uh, I think it's good for the kids, but I even think about, um, say your middle school youth uh, leaders are mm -hmm. a lot of high school kids. Yeah. So the mentoring, um, whether that's directly or indirectly, but putting those kids in those positions of leadership, um, and even just the high school leaders, which is mostly above high school, uh, college, and all the way to old people uh, like me, uh, it, it's it, uh, yeah, you have a it's like a I don't want to call it a leadership program, but like you, mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot of leadership development happening. Totally. And uh, so, I, man, nothing but five stars uh, reviews from me. Aww. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Graham. Yeah. And yeah. I love having you on the team. Like, I know you think you're just the old guy, but I think you bring a whole new perspective to youth leading that, like, we don't have, like, you're just in a different phase of life. Yeah. And I think that's so valuable for the kids to be able to connect with that as well. Yeah. And you're a great time at, like, out on youth nights. <laughs> and uh, similarly to our staff meetings, like, you're able to kind of be that same person in youth leaders meetings to kind of, like play devil's advocate and kind of look at things differently, which is great because sometimes a lot of the youth leaders we've been leading forever now. So it's great to have someone kind of new to come in and like challenge the way we do things. Yeah. So I very much value you. <laughs> I feel like I have an interesting mix of uh, like funny and, and borderline inappropriate. <laughs> like yes. PG-13. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really like to push it. Yeah. Kind of as far as I can in a church, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and and sometimes it's, it's you know, like if I haven't gone over, I'm really close. Um, on the edge. But also have the ability to say, uh, like, use my life experience and say like wise things and, totally. and kind of offer perspectives. So yeah. often people don't know if I'm serious or joking, <laughs> yeah. and I kind of play that up. I'll yeah. like start saying something like I'm serious. Yeah. And then it turns out, wait a second, he's saying something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I fell for it. People fall for it every time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, youth yeah. ministry is one of our greatest leadership development tools, yeah. and all totally. three of us came through that, right? Oh, yeah. And so, And, awesome. like, I mean, you know, most of what I learned came from Craig himself. So I kind of inherited <laughs> this, like, program from Craig already that, like, he had something great laid out that you probably got from Darren, mm -hmm. too. So it's, yeah. like, it's just trickling down, and I think, like, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's cool, like you're saying, to just see the, the ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. This is why you haven't been able to surpass me at uh, surpass me at Wordle yet. Okay, I think we're about even. <laughs> <laughs> With his handicap, yeah, exactly. The self-appointed yes. handicap that yeah. nobody nobody yeah. else in the world uses. Yeah. It's because I can't stand losing. Uh. That's that. This podcast isn't about me. So no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Nice. Uh, hey, we should wrap up. Anything That's else true. you want to say on this podcast, Graham? You didn't tell us a story about winning a car, but you want to save it for like. Are you assuming we're inviting you back on the podcast? Well. I, I, it's like it's like a TV show where you, you have to have a hook. Okay. Um, oh, now true. I know you have to go, so maybe that's why we're wrapping this up. So yeah. But there is a story that we planned on telling, but I'm assuming we don't have time for that. Oh, I, I don't remember what the story was. You should tell the story. Oh, this story. Oh, Graham, you have to tell this okay. story. Oh. <laughs> I can wait another five minutes. Okay. Uh, what what just happened? Because I realized nobody can see us. <laughs> is I am wearing a shirt with a vest over top, and and 
Craig said, what story? And I opened up my <laughs> <Yeah>. vest <laughs> and exposed my shirt to him, which is a U2 tour shirt. Yes. Of the tour, uh, this is the redemption shirt. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so I'm a big U2 fan. Uh, me and my best friend from Edmonton, uh, since high school, we get floor tickets. We line up. We love to, um, to go. Uh, it's just an experience. We both love U2 very much. Um, many tours ago, they kind of started developing a system of having um, kind of like a ring. Like there's the main stage and then like a catwalk or a walkway that kind of comes into the crowd and sometimes it's the shape of a heart or the bottom of a heart or sometimes it's a circle um so and then sometimes there's it's just a ring and sometimes there's like a second stage out kind of farther into the floor um and that would be kind of like the b stage but you you line up early um because you just have floor tickets but if you're in the first i don't know 500 or thousand i don't know how many people are there you can get the inner circle Mm -hmm. uh so they were playing in vancouver um, I'm probably 26, 27 at the time, and we line up all day, right? We get there early. We didn't go overnight, uh, but about 6 in the morning, we arrived to Vancouver. They're playing at BC Place, um, and it's the first it, – this is when, like, you 2 would practice in Vancouver for the oh. tour, so they're here for, like, a month, mm. and then Vancouver was, like, the first leg of the – or for, first show of the tour. Um, so we line up. Everyone's super excited. Uh and we get in, we're, we're, we're like, you know, 30 feet from the, the front. We're in the, right in the inner circle. At this tour, they had a bridge, a bridge walkway that went from the stage to the circle that went around. And uh, it would kind of pivot. Um, so you could either walk from the stage on the walkway or you could walk on this bridge uh, to the walkway. Mm-hmm. But sometimes Bono would just stop on the bridge and that would be, it got moved to over top of the crowd. Mm-hmm. So if you were underneath it, the guy's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're out in the crowd, like whatever, it's just kind of fun to watch. Third song in. Do you remember Third, what song it was? Uh, Magnificent. Oh, nice. I also love it. It's a beautiful yeah, song. Totally. <laughs> Third song in. <laughs> He parks, the bridge parks right above us, and he walks, and he's singing the song directly over my head and my friend. <laughs> There's two other guys that we met in line um, outside, and then we all just rush in, and then we find ourselves standing beside these two guys. The so best. we had like kind of a relationship with him, like yeah. a shared bond, right? So fun. And one of the guys and my best friend say to me, hey, we'll boost you up. <laughs> <laughs> And in that moment, the only answer was yes. (laughs) Of course you should boost me up. I had no plan. Like this was, we didn't like talk about, hey, if Bono comes over us, we're going to boost you up. It was like, it was literally like, hey, we'll boost you up. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm just like in this moment, I didn't expect him to come over top of me. Like, so the, the energy was, so I'm like, yeah. And I so they boost me up, and I'm hanging off the bottom of the bridge. <laughs> and there's probably like, you know, I don't know, 10 inches, and then like the, the actual 
part where he's walking and I'm hanging off the edge and I'm trying to like claw myself up. <laughs> and like, I don't know what my plan was. Yeah, you're going to get up on stage like, with them. Like, like, <laughs> like, now, luckily, I'm fat and like I couldn't and I have no arm strength, so I couldn't actually pull myself up. But if I was like an athletic person yeah. and I could have oh, pulled yeah. myself up, what was my plan? Like, <laughs> yeah. to walk up there and like stand beside him? Like, I don't know to this day what my plan was. So I hang there for what felt like an hour, but I've seen video, um, like cell phone footage from someone else. Um, it's like five seconds. Uh, and then I drop cause I'm tired and, and I drop and I'm kind of like, like still just like in this days and a security guard from the you know, they're behind the front row or whatever, jumped over the fence, ran through the crowd. I hadn't seen any of this, but I drop, I land, and two hands come out of the crowd, <laughs> poof, like just shove my chest. He just pushes me. And I think his adrenaline was just running. Like, oh, I, I yeah. kind of like, why did you push me? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but I think he was just like, oh, this is my is job. My <laughs> this yeah. is my moment to save the, the world, you know. Yeah. Uh, I should make fun. Anyway, but I, <laughs> and he just shoves me. And of course, we're in a packed crowd, so I don't go too far. I don't fall over or anything. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, and then like in that moment, just every bit of common sense now floods back to me. I'm like, what have I just done? That was yeah. dumb. <laughs> and uh, he's like, come with me. I'm like, dude, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that again. Like, that was yeah. crazy. Like, that was inappropriate. <laughs> anyway, so he drags me out of there, and he drags me off to the side. It kind of like the the bleachers kind of come up. And then there's like uh, kind of a big entrance way that goes into like the back. Yeah. And um, he has me just wait there while he goes, finds a superior. <laughs> <laughs> and the dumb thing is, in hindsight, I waited there for like five minutes. Oh, yeah, you could have left. I so could have left. Yeah. I could have easily like just casually walked back in the crowd. There weren't other security yeah. guards. He didn't leave me with another security guard. He just left yeah. me there like with the honor system. <laughs> And I thought I could, I think I thought I could like talk my way out of it. Like if I yeah. showed that I'm really polite and that I waited, I could get out of this. Yeah. Anyway, like, and I also could have just walked, that was the entrance to get to the back of the floor. Like where not the inner circle, but the rest part. I'm like, I should have just walked back there. True. Anyway, I didn't like a fool. Uh -huh. And I stood there trying to be a nice guy. And then he comes with it and then they're like, we got to boot you out. I'm like, dude, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, they're like, no, man, at this point, like we got to take you out. And they throw me out the back. Now, I don't know if you, like, BC Place, the front is, like, all open, and you, you walk up with all the people to pay. The back is, like, a scary, dungy place. Oh, yeah. There's, like, the the overpass and yeah. stuff, and uh, there's lots of seedy things going on back yeah. there. And it's very lonely, because it's dark. There's no, not, not, not well lit. You're not seeing all the lights of the seedy buildings. Yeah. And I get pushed out there, and it's cold. <laughs> and it's dark, and I look at my cell phone, and I've been using it all day because I've been in line six in the morning. I, it's like got three percent left. Oh gosh! And I like I phone my wife. I'm like, I got kicked out of the concert. <laughs> <laughs> like I got, I can't oh, even talk to you. I can't even tell you what happened. Um, completely sober. Other yeah. people have asked me that, but completely sober. Uh, and 
Uh, and then I finally made my way to like a pub because my friend was in still inside and there was another set of friends in there that were going to come stay at my house after I was their oh. ride. <laughs> like my friend flew in from Edmonton to do oh, this. Man. So now I got to wait until it's over. So I go find a pub and I'm sitting there eating like a hamburger and, so uh, and then a U2 song starts playing. Uh, I'm, like, oh. I'm like, I almost start crying because now oh, I yeah. feel shame and embarrassment. Yeah. Like what was I doing? Um, and then my buddies come up, they're like, oh, where'd you go? And that, the other thing that kind of irks me, and I've never really talked about this, is my friend didn't follow me. Like, when I got pulled out, That's true. he left me there. <laughs> Why didn't he come and be like, hey, man, you're just standing here? Like, let's get out of here. Like, let's go hide somewhere or whatever. Like, yeah. He's just like, oh, and he says, like, oh, I look for you. No, you didn't. <laughs> like, I was in a huge open spot. There was only one way and one out, and I was standing there, and, and like, there was nobody around me. Like, there was, like, 50 feet of, like, nobody. Yeah. Anyway, he thought maybe he was going to get kicked out, too. Yeah. So he was just l- yeah. leaving me out to dry. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's a story. That is a story. But I'm only halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll speed this up because I know Craig's got to go. Uh, so we, the, the tour keeps going on, and I don't remember the exact timeline, but this is a time when Bono breaks his back. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't remember how it happened. I don't know if you... Some sort of bike accident? Well, there was the bike accident where he, like, broke his arm. Oh, that's different. And then he stopped playing guitar. But I think there was... A, and I could be wrong, but I think there was another accident okay. where he, he broke his back. And so they paused all the shows and blah, blah, blah. And so a year or two goes by. They're like, okay, Bono's fixed. (laughs) We're going to come back. Uh, So we're going to do another North American leg. Um, We're going to come through North America again, but it's probably different cities. Or at least some of them are different. So this whole time, I just feel embarrassed. I feel shame. Whenever I hear a U2 song, I'm just, (laughs) I feel terrible. It's kind of ruined. U2's my favorite band. And now, like, I can't think of them the same way. Totally. All my fault, not theirs. It's They're, Bono's fault. Himself. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's not. I was just a jacked up, excited fool. So they're coming to Edmonton. I'm like, okay, I I have to go. Like I have yeah. to fix this, right? So I fly to Edmonton. Uh, I line up again in the morning, yeah. all day. And all people around me were like, "Oh, you're the guy that was hanging off the bridge." Like I don't know how they saw that, but like apparently, like they knew yeah. that this happened oh, from years awesome. ago. Uh, I assume I wasn't the only one that hung off that bridge. But anyway, maybe I was. I don't think I was. But anyway, so so I, I feel nervous the whole day. Like it's like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> meeting an ex-girlfriend or something. And you're like, you're like oh, I hope we make a good impression. But like I, we had this awkward past, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, That's a bad example. But it, I just feel like this nervous, gross feeling. That was a perfect example. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. So we go in, inner circle again. Uh, <clears throat> We, lo- we get in the inner circle. Who's standing right beside us? The two strangers <laughs> that we had saw from the other concert. That's they're like, hey, wild. aren't you? And then we're like, aren't you? And then they're like, then they remember that I'm the guy who boosted you up and you got kicked out. I'm like, dude, I'm not mad. Like, it's all good. Because uh, she was actually a little worried. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we weren't friends, right? And we're yeah. like, oh, this is so fun. Like, we're doing it over again. Like, whatever. Well, it's crazy that it was in Edmonton and Vancouver. Like, I know. If it was in the same city, that's still a coincidence. Yeah. Like, and this is crazy. years later. This yeah. is like two years later. And 
That's we nuts. did not know these people, and yeah. we're literally standing beside each other. It wasn't That's like wild. they were four feet over, and then we're like, hey, over there. Yeah. It was yeah. like they were like, oh, this guy bumped into me, and I look over, it's him. Yeah, that's um, So that was that was wild. Yeah. So the uh, opening band plays, everything's fine. I'm like, okay, just make it past song three. Just make it past song three. <laughs> song three comes in, I make it past. I'm like, oh, like, now I'm winning, right? Yeah. Now it's getting better. So at one point, Bono's got the bridge. Oh, let me tell this part. The bridge is coming over top of us again. Of course. <laughs> but n- not stopping, but just going over top. I swear to you, I reached down, I grabbed my pants in the fabric of my pants and, and like white knuckled my pants. I wanted to jump again. <laughs> How insane. Like it was like a Pavlovian experience uh-huh. or something. Like, There's the bridge must jump. Yeah, like I just have to do it again. And I literally, I, I not only mean this figuratively, I like I was holding my pants. Like just keep going, keep going. And luckily it like went past me. I'm like, holy man, that was crazy. So it parks... Uh, Oh my 40, 50 feet from us. Yeah. Whatever. We're having a good time. He he reaches down at the end of the song and grabs a water bottle, a pre-opened water bottle. He's got to get a little drink. He's hot. Takes a swig. He goes to throw it in the crowd. <laughs> and he tosses it towards our area. Yeah. And it was like the movies where everything went into slow motion. <laughs> and it, the closer it got, the more I realized it's coming right here. <laughs> and I'm like, this is it. And so it gets close enough. We all jump, right? Like we yeah. all want it. Yeah. And I, it like bounced off my finger. And then I started going down. I'm like, no, this is my chance. Okay, it bounced yeah. off my This is like the bad part of the movie when it's like you think he's going to win and then he just what doesn't, doesn't. But I make this extra effort, like this Herculean effort to reach back up and I grab it. And the first thing, like, I, it wasn't even like I had time to think about it. I immediately start pouring it over my head. <laughs> and I'm just dumping this, because it's a whole water bottle. He only took a sip. And I'm just dumping it on my head, and I'm yelling, Redemption! <laughs> Redemption! And all my buddies around me are, like, they're, like, like shaking my shoulders, like, Yeah! Yeah! You deserve this! <laughs> and it... And, like, not to make a sacrilegious comparison here. But it, but you're going to. But I am exactly. going to. It felt like I was cleansed of my sins. Yeah. It felt like I had oh been baptized. Gosh. That any sin that I had made before, yeah. I am now clean. I am now made right in the eyes of Bono. And I'm like, I'm not joking. Yeah. And then I have this water bottle, and I, I don't know where to put it. Like, I, I'm just wearing these track pants. I shove it in my underwear. <laughs> Cause like, cause like I don't want it to fall out of my pocket. I got nowhere else to like to keep it like tight on my body. I shove it like in my underwear, in my pants, and it stays there for the rest of the concert. Uh, and it was like the perfect ending to yeah. to to be okay with my favorite band again. To have that experience was amazing. Yeah. Um. So a couple of years later at Boxing Day or Boxing Day, uh, Father's Day, my wife makes a thing. Um, to celebrate that moment. And if you will bear with me one second, I brought it with me. No! Oh, wow. Show and tell. I know, I've never seen it. Now, you guys are going to uh, have to explain what's ha- what you're seeing because no one else can see this. Okay, so there's a glass uh, or a plastic, plastic uh, clear uh, box that's about uh, 18 inches tall. And uh, on the back of it, it's got the ticket, the U2 ticket, 
and it says redemption it's, it's in like big a, letters like going vertical. Like a wallpaper vertical. background. Wallpaper and background, yeah. glued the letters <gasps> redemption on it. Yeah, with your armband and then the water bottle that you stuck in your underwear. Right. Is also in the box. If you do a DNA <laughs> test on this, you're going to find two <laughs> matches. That's true. <laughs> One is very grand. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do this, like, top ring here, yeah. you yeah. will find Bono's DNA wow. on this. Uh, and um, That's amazing. Wow. That is, like, the best gift ever. Like It was fantastic. Laura, you killed it. Yeah, like, that is go, incredible. Well, and how to, wow. like, to think to do that... Yeah. Uh, to, to kind of memorialize oh, this moment. Oh, yeah. The creativity. Yeah. That uh, is incredible. Awesome. That's so a cheap what? ticket, too. It's only like six, yeah. 70 bucks. That's the thing about wow. floor tickets. Is they're, that was a floor no ticket? They're like, they're cheap floor tickets. They're like one of the cheapest tickets you can buy. Wow. I feel like floor, oh, I mean, I go to metal concerts that are all, all like $20, but right. <laughs> like for this, like you would assume like you too would be no, like crazy I mean, this is, tickets. this is the lowest price for, for com- in comparative, like, yeah. but like even in the nosebleeds of the stands are like 125, like yeah. often, yeah. often uh, the floor tickets are the best price. And if you line up, you can have the best experience. Um, so wow. what, the, what year, so this was 2010, June 23rd, 2010. Wow. And then Laura made this in a year later, wow. Father's Day of, of June uh, 2011. Is this the so. first thing that I would see if wa- walking into your house? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was uh, it was a little dusty. I found it in okay. the basement. Right. Um, wow. But uh, it's a good story. I'm so. so glad that I've seen it. Yeah. 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 Incredible. I feel like I'm in the presence of like a, a relic. I know, yeah. Times, it you know? does like, feel like that. Yeah. Especially because well, we've heard the story before. Yeah. So it's like really like, yeah. wow. That's well, and it's, I love the story. It's got those two parts. Yeah. And and all of it, I not I don't even have to embellish any part yeah. of it. Uh, it really just kind of fits. Uh, so, yeah. so anyway, thank you wow. for letting me tell wow. that story. It's thank you for telling it. One of my favorites. Yeah. That was, yeah. I think you told that one of your very first staff meetings. It, that's true. And yeah. it's like, wow. Yeah. We're in for a ride with this guy. Yeah. That's what we thought. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's awesome. Well, thanks, Graham. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you being on our team. And uh, Holly, great job co-hosting today, or rather hosting, hosting today. Thank you. Yeah, host. I feel you're like I, you've actually done most of the hosting Well, no, here, you are the host. Yeah. I'm just along for the ride. So, <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I love chatting with you guys, uh, and this has been super fun. So. Yeah, thanks, Graham. Awesome. So we'll check out for now, and we'll see you next time. 